When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Standard. Crime is up on London's transport network by 30% in the last six months alone. Data from TfL shows on the tube there's been a 56% spike in crime, meaning crime levels on the underground are now outpacing passenger numbers. And it appears to be an ongoing trend. Figures back in June showed pickpocketing thefts on the London underground had more than doubled in one year. One of the worst violent attacks on the tube was suffered by a member of staff back in May. The 61-year-old was on duty at Harrow-on-the-Hill station late at night when he was punched and knocked unconscious, suffering a fractured skull and bleeding on the brain. Among the reported crimes on the tube is an 83% increase in thefts, including pickpocketing, and a 107% increase in robberies. So, why has there been such a steep rise in crime? And how can we stop it? Joining me now is our City Hall and Transport Editor, Ross Lydell. So Ross, good to speak to you again. First of all, can you talk us through the standout figures, really, from this data from TfL? Well, the overall headline figure is that crime on the tube, and this is reported crime, has gone up 56% year on year. And within that, thefts have increased by 83% and robberies by 107%, which is quite extraordinary. Although I think with robberies, we have to remember that there are still a small number of offences we're talking about. So perhaps the figures get slightly skewed because the numbers are small. But this is over the period from April to the end of September this year. So these are very new figures. But to see reported crime levels in London increasing by more than 50% year on year, is quite remarkable in a bad way. It's quite quite alarming, probably is a better way to describe it. And when we use the word crime, obviously that can mean all kinds of things, really. What kinds of crimes are up specifically based on this data? In terms of the types of crime we are talking about, the primary incident is theft of personal property, and that can include pickpocketing, So there were more than 5,300 incidents of theft over these six months. There were more than 1,300 public order offences where passengers were behaving badly, perhaps were drunk or were abusive. There were more than 1,500 incidents of violence. There were more than 340 robberies. 
there were 461 sexual offences. These figures also include 132 bike thefts. Now, you might think, well, surely people aren't getting their bikes stolen from the tube, but this would include situations where there are bikes locked in tube station car parks and these are stolen. And similarly, 144 vehicles were stolen, again, also probably from tube station car parks. And this exact issue about crime rates on the tube was brought up by Tory mayoral candidate Susan Hall recently. She says that her purse was pickpocketed, although it was later returned. Did she know this data was coming out? So Susan Hall had no idea this data was coming out. Obviously, it's pretty normal practice for TfL to release these figures. These figures come out twice a year. And, uh, you know, this is sort of three or so months after the period ended, you know, the figures date up to September this year. British Transport Police also published separate figures, but uh, which are loosely the same, although perhaps over a different period. So Susan Hall had no idea that these figures were coming. I, I spoke to her this morning about them, but when she was raising concerns the other day about having been pickpocketed, then uh, she was perhaps bang on target in terms of the theme, in terms of the concerns she expressed about safety on the tube and crime levels on the tube but she didn't have any idea that these figures were about to appear. And is there any indication from this data, Ross, that there are any specific places or tube lines perhaps where crime is up or more prevalent than others? Yes, this data is probably slightly more detailed than it tends to be normally. And TfL has given a sort of line-by-line breakdown and uh, in terms of where all these crimes are occurring. The Northern Line has emerged as the worst for crime There were 1,733 crimes reported on the Northern Line, closely followed by the Jubilee, 1,694. Now, obviously, just we're talking about Susan Hall. She got the Jubilee Line from Westminster and then onto the Metropolitan Line, where there were 903 crimes reported over this sort of six-month period. Other lines with more crimes than average, if you like, would include the Victoria Line, 1,574 and the central line, 1,336. So there is a line-by-line breakdown. You know, readers and listeners will be able to have a look at the Evening Standards coverage today and work out how bad their line is. Of course, it's important to say that the northern line and the central line are two of the longest lines on the tube network. So it's perhaps not unexpected that more crimes would occur there because they're longer and have more passengers than the likes of, say, the Waterloo and City line, which is very short and only had six crimes reported. Let's take a break now. Coming up in part two. Several stations have been identified as the worst, particularly for theft. Obviously, sort of key stations for tourists as well, and two of them in the West End. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 
and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I suppose the big question when you look at all these figures and see how such a significant rise in crime there has been is why, you know, what might be causing this rise in crime? Are there any clues at all? Several stations have been identified as the worst, particularly for theft. These are King's Cross, St Pancras, Leicester Square and Oxford Circus. Obviously sort of key stations for tourists as well and two of them in the West End. So these are very busy stations and it could be opportunistic pickpockets will target these stations knowing there could be many people there who are not familiar with London who uh, perhaps have phones or wallets slightly more visible than is sensible in uh, such a busy part of the city. Stratford was said to be the worst for robberies although I think there were only about 14 robberies in total over the six-month period at Stratford although it is as a station I use a lot it does have a certain edge to it and it's also a very busy station. So there is some detail on what's happening. In terms of why it's happening, well, TfL in its defence of these statistics or in trying to explain these statistics say that these rises are loosely in line with national crime figures. However, that is not really true when you drill down into the numbers. You know, across London, looking at all sorts of crimes, there's been a sort of around about a sort of 10% or so rise a year on year, perhaps slightly less. But uh, these figures have gone up substantially more than that. And also what's interesting too is that between the tube and the bus network, there has been a sort of 6% uh, rise in crimes on the bus network. But for it to go up more than 50% on the tube network, that suggests there is a particular problem on the tube that is not explained simply by looking at general trends of increasing crime, either London-wide or nationwide. So if you're in charge of the Met Police, how do you go about trying to sort of crack down on this? Are there any sort of tools or methods they've used in the past to try to to stop this? Or is it simply a case of of numbers of police officers actually patrolling the tube? Well, this is a matter for the British Transport Police and Transport for London, not the Met Police. Uh, Obviously, the Met Police doesn't police the underground. That's the BTP that does it. Also, TfL has hundreds of sort of enforcement officers who look into fair dodging and various other issues as well. So TfL spends about £180 million a year on various aspects of crime in terms of trying to enforce the rules and the laws on the underground and bus network. There's obviously the sense that perhaps many more officers are needed. It's not that often that you would tend to see a police officer on the tube. If you do, then it's a bit of an unusual moment. What's interesting here as well is the views of the RMT union, which represents the majority of tube station staff. Mick Lynch, the RMT general secretary, told us this morning that these soaring crime rates come as no surprise to tube workers, saying that they are working in what he called an increasingly hostile environment. You know, there's been long-standing issues here about a reduction of tube station staff and the fewer staff there are around to sort of informally ensure the rules are followed, if you like, I guess the greater the risk that certain stations can become more subject to criminals or have criminals sort of prey on passengers. There's an associated issue here as well about fare dodging, because very often fare dodgers are criminals and the people who dodge fares 
get up to no good or get up to even worse behaviour when they actually get on the train. These people who will push their way through barriers at uh, tube stations and not pay their fare will be the same people who are trying to steal your mobile phone or who may get aggressive on the tube or on the tube platform. So there's a wider issue about actually trying to tackle uh, low-level crime because the people who commit low-level crime often go on to commit more serious crimes. So do you think these crime rates could actually affect passenger numbers on the tube, for example, people perhaps opting to walk rather than get on the tube for fear of being sort of subject to, to theft or other crimes? Yes, there's no doubt that has actually been happening, that some passengers are choosing not to take the tube because they are alarmed about incidents that they may have experienced personally or that they may have witnessed. A TfL does regular passenger surveys and it found that 32% of respondents felt worried about their personal security, and this is over the last three months, and 7% said they had been completely or temporarily deterred from using public transport. So this does have a big impact. Uh, you know, an, an incident like this, you know, should you be subjected to theft or be robbed or, or worse, you know, that's going to have a massive impact on your life, not just in terms of whether you want to get the tube again. It probably means you won't want to go anywhere near it for quite some time. Being a victim of crime is a sort of horrific experience for many people. But um, what TfL doesn't want is to have anything deterring people from feeling they can travel safely on the London Underground. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.